You know, Jackie, kalokohan lang naman yung mga trustful na yun eh. Like, I don't believe that it does anything to help me feel better about my office mates. Well, yeah, that's warranted, I guess, based on your own experience. But there can be some activities like a trust fall where they would be meaningful and helpful to some teams. We've seen some of that. Kailangan mo ba ng mas makabuluhang chismisan sa pantry? Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Hungry ka na ba? Yes, hungry. As in, galit ka kasi gutom na gutom ka na at di pa dumarating yung pagkain mo. Well, hold on to that feeling And think about what it must be like for the hundreds of millions of people all over the world who could go through the same if we don't act now to fight global warming. I'm Trisha Aquino, Puma Podcast. In this episode of Teka Teka News, we'll talk to a scientist about the link between climate change and food security. What does this mean not just for us, but for our new leadership as well? I am Rudel Lasco. I am the executive director of the Oscar M. Lopez Center. I am also one of the coordinating lead authors of the IPCC Working Group 2 Sixth Assessment Report. For the last 25 years, I've been working on the impacts of climate change, mainly on natural resources. I've done work on forests, on land degradation, watersheds, agroforestry. Dr. Lasco's NGO works with policymakers and local government officials so that they can access and understand climate science and therefore make it work for the people. And the latest findings of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, or the IPCC, which he is a part of, says that our food security is under threat. As the climate warms, especially if we exceed 1.5 and 2 degrees, There will be more people, in fact, hundreds of millions of people who will become food insecure or maaaring bagutom sila. This is additional to, of course, the many millions of people already live below, below $2, below $1 a day. And it doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor. You will be affected by this if we don't plug the gaps in the system now. You know, we live in a society, we live in communities, even if we personally can afford food, but if people around us are just really, you know, hungry, there's a lot of potential for conflicts, for example. Kahit pa you can buy food, pero kung talagang food supply is so low, many of your neighbors are hungry, this could mean uh, potentially, you know, social disorder. Of course, it's very hard to anticipate exactly, you know, kung anong pwede mangyari. But we have cases like, uh, I think, in Sudan, where, you know, people were, because of uh, lack of food, drought, climatic event, yan, causing loss of productivity, People are hungry, and as a result, uh, easily volatile yung situation can can really cause uh, fighting. In that case, armed conflict. Sa Philippines, uh, very sensitive tayo sa rice, for example. Di ba? Nang tumaas yung rice price, o kaya kubulang yung supply, people are agitated and people are concerned. Hello, 
If climate change isn't addressed, in 2050 alone, 300,000 people around the world could die of hunger. And that's in addition to the number of people who are already dying of starvation today, even without the full impact of climate change on our food supply. Pero ano nga ba ang koneksyon sa pagitan ng nagbabagong klima at ang ating food supply? As the temperature heats up, may mga halaman that cannot thrive anymore kasi masyado lang mainit. Not only daytime temperature, even nighttime temperature. I think for rice, for example, sa palay, yung nighttime is even more important. So because of that, they cannot uh, grow or reproduce uh, and therefore bababa yung yield nila. So pwede mangyari yan. We have one study, for example, na uh, up to I think one-third of yung rice yields no, may, may be reduced by up to a third in certain climate uh, scenario. Pwede rin ang effect nung hindi lang yung extreme events na tinatawag. Ano ba, mas malalakas na bagyo. Okay, maging frequent yung El Nino. As you know, those will uh, affect yung harvest natin. Pag bumaha, lulubog yung mga rice-growing areas. Pag naman drought, di sila makalaki. Not only that, yung sea level rise. Marami tayong ini-import na rice from uh, the mega deltas of uh, the Mekong River Delta. Eh, pag tumakas yung, yung sea level, marami dun sa area na yon in Vietnam, ang could be submerged underwater. And it's not just the actual produce that will be affected. Isipin natin ang mga magsasaka natin. Extreme heat can make it difficult for them to work under the sun. And therefore, mababawasan ang productivity nila at mababawasan ang food supply natin na nanggagaling sa pinagpawisan nila. Now, think about their families. Kung mas mababa ang crop yield, mas mababa rin ang kikitain ng mga farmers. Mas mababang crop yield, mas mataas ang presyo ng pagkain. Mas mababa ang household incomes nating mga consumer at pati na rin ng ating mga magsasaka. This is why we have to help our farmers become climate resilient. One of the things recommended by the IPCC is that we help them diversify their cropping system. Instead of relying only on one crop, pag naapektuhan yung crop na yun, wala, pagsak na sila. So we can help diversify, that's one way. The other way is to help them through advanced or early warning system. Ginagawa na rin naman natin ngayon. Of course, meron tayo typhoon forecast, meron tayo even El Nino forecast. So we can help them by informing them in advance so they can prepare. Where farmers are capacitated to be more sensitive and aware of what's happening to their climate and how they can prepare in advance. Again, for example, instead of planting a crop that are susceptible to flood, If you know na baka magkaroon ng uh, malakas na mga ulan in the coming months, alibawa, or uh, coming years, maybe you can consider mga flood-tolerant varieties. May mga nadidiscover na, mga scientists, no, na mga varieties of rice that can survive up to two and a half weeks below water. We can also help them sa insurance. Meron nga yung mga pinag-aaralan na weather-based insurance, di ba? micro-insurance, safety nets ito in general. Now, we've talked about what we can do to brace our farmers for the impacts of climate change. According to the IPCC, mas marami naman na talaga ang ginagawang climate action all over the world. The problem is, hindi pantay ang pagkilos na ito. According to Dr. Lasco, some communities are more prepared than others. And in general, the actions we take are concentrated on immediate risks. Halimbawa, Marunong tayong maghanda para sa mga bagyo kasi nararanasan natin to taon-taon. 
Pero climate change is decadal, even up to the end of the century, di ba? or beyond. And uh, so we need longer-term action. Take forests, for example, to general options. You can do engineering solutions. Maglalagay ka ng mga flood control na malalaki, mga you know, concrete, uh, for example, uh, flood control measures. Pwede naman yun. Pero the report is saying na i-consider din yung nature-based solutions. Let's look at our watershed. Kung nakalbo na yung watershed natin, so irregular na yung flow of water. Misan, ang lakas-lakas. Tapos, pagkailangan mo na, wala na. But if you have a forested watershed, then the water flow is regulated. Kung rainy season, nare-regulate yung flooding. Kung dry season, merong slow release. And therefore, hindi kagad natutuyo yung mga river system. Other than the climate resilience, you also get biodiversity. Apart from this call to implement nature-based solutions to our warming planet, the Filipino scientific community has released the Philippines Climate Agenda 2022. It's addressed to our new leaders. And here are the immediate steps these scientists want the next administration to take. Our call is that the new government must prioritize uh, climate change action. Apply a climate lens to all that we do. Different sectors should study and make it part of their planning and their programming to include climate resilience, climate action, para maihanda ang mga kababayan natin. Hindi sila mabigla. Kasi whether we like it or not, we're already feeling the early effects of climate change. We want our government to be to put priority na integrate ang climate risk uh, management sa mga plano and programa ng gobyerno. The thing that I fear the most is that we will ignore the warning of the IPCC and other scientists uh, around the world because uh, since the early 1990s, this is now the sixth report. And all of these reports uh, simply add more evidence. And right now, the report is saying it's already unequivocal. Or in other words, uh, hindi na kailangang pagtaluna napakalakas ng scientific evidence na nagbabago na ang klima and it's already causing widespread damage. So my, my fear is that we will not act uh, when in fact the report says we have 10 years, we have this decade if we want to maintain the more or less similar kind of world in the future, we have to act within this next decade. And that was today's episode of Teka Teka News. Again, I'm Trisha Aquino, Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by myself and edited by Presh Capistrano. To read the call from Filipino climate change experts to take urgent action on the climate emergency, just go to omlopezcenter.org. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.